0: Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, August 21st, 2017 and this is the ride. I had everything ready in my bag to go to work today. Everything was ready to go. Hopped in the car, drove out the driveway got 15 minutes toward work and realized I had forgotten something and now I'm really bummed because I really need the thing it's my glasses I have to see so then I think well okay am I gonna just go through my day without them it's gonna be a real pain but I could probably do it but no I turned around drove my 15 minutes back home got my glasses And I'm right now in the process of driving my 15 minutes back to the point where I was. I was going to be on time today, but now I'm going to be a half an hour late. I guess in the big scheme of things, it's not a big deal. And you're right, it's not a big deal. And it totally reminds me of the last podcast I did. If you haven't listened to it, you need to check out Late to the Party. I'm sure some of you will have... uh, some uh, clarity after listening to that one but anyway today is Monday the 21st you know what's going on today from 10 a.m. till about 3 p.m. at some point in the United States the Sun will be completely blocked by the moon for five hours today it's a pretty cool thing I wish I had some vacation time I would have hopped down to southern Illinois to catch the totality of it. I wonder if there's people of means who are traveling along the path of totality. Man, if you had a way to do that, let's see, five hours across the U.S. Yeah, so I guess if you had a plane or something, you could be in the shadow of totality all day long. You could work at being in the dark. So before I get into that, I was at an amusement park yesterday with my daughter. Great time. I needed to use these tickets before the summer ended, and this was the weekend. So my daughter and I had a great father and daughter time, and it was really nice. Want to encourage you dads to do that. Show your daughter a proper date so she'll recognize it when she is dating. But at this, it was a water park slash amusement park. And I'm, I was very amazed at how many tattoos are there. Quite amazed. Now, I have nothing against tattoos. I find them incredibly fascinating artwork. But I will say, at some point, unfortunately, it feels like I'm walking through Graffiti Town. So, let's just be clear i'm not I'm not slamming the people that choose tattoos, but it it feels a little bit like, man, are you sure you wanted to do that for the rest of your life I mean, I'm just I saw some really cool ones, some polynesian uh on this really big polynesian looking dude it, he looked very authentic and uh that was really cool. And I, and I really liked the uh, the shaded black and white ones. Of I even like dragons. And I saw a lot of crosses and Bible verses and you name it. But I don't have one. I don't plan to have one. If I felt like I wanted to have one, I'd have no problem getting one but it got me thinking you know i could go to a place like this and if let's say i'm holding to this thought that i don't want one but you go to a place like this and you see you know just about everybody has one i saw grandpas have one i saw three little babies that have a no just kidding but anyway uh... and grandmas oh good night. grandmas had them too i could go to a place like this and kind of start feeling like, yeah, I should get one just to fit in, you know? Kind of felt weird being a person that didn't have a tattoo. Seriously, I felt like I was in a minority. So as we approach the school year, teenagers and middle schoolers and college age and beyond, we're gonna be in situations where the culture might be influencing you. And I'm not talking about tattoos at this point, I'm talking about how you conduct yourself. And this is true for anyone. I mean, I sensed this when I started working at a new job. I'm in a new group now. And we have a decision to make whether or not the group affects us or we affect the group. Let me give you a little secret. You are supposed to affect the group. Not half the time, not a quarter of the time, not 75% of the time. No, as one who has Christ living in your life, you are to affect the group you're in. You are to be the light. There is no question. One of the first scriptures I ever learned, uh, memorized, I guess, of course I can't remember it now, but it was Psalm 1:1, which I do happen to have up on my phone, or at least I did. Psalm 11 talks about don't hang out with the scornful, with the wicked. In the world we live in, we need to go to work, we need to go to school, and, and maybe the wicked will be there. Um, so I read that as meaning, don't align your thoughts with those people. You might have to you know, work with them, hopefully you don't have to work with too many scornful and wicked people but the way the world is sometimes happens so you know it says don't sit in the seat with them something like that and that kind of tells me that you know you we're not to align with them you know they might be around us but we're not to align with them we're not to agree with them ooh you mean I can disagree with people yes you can We live in a diverse society. At least everyone tells us it should be. So if you have a point of view that you are offering that happens to be God's point of view, don't be ashamed of it. You have every right to express that viewpoint as someone else does. Why is it that we always think that other people's view is more permitted? Then our view, well, I know why. It's because the prince of the air, our enemy, spins our societal thought, really, against the spirit of God. He is the spirit of Antichrist, and anything that would be of the Lord, there's already this undertow of animosity toward it. So much so that even as Christians, we feel like maybe we ought to keep our mouth shut. And many times we do, so we don't suffer the wrath of this societal undertow thought. And we can kind of maintain our neutrality. But we're not supposed to be neutral. We're supposed to be a light on a hill. We're not supposed to be under a bushel. We're not supposed to be hidden. So I could say to myself, oh, I, I need to get a tattoo just to fit in. Or I need to laugh at those jokes just to fit in. Or I need to say things about that other person because everybody else is, and that way I'll fit in. Man, why you got to fit in? God already said you're going to be one who isn't going to fit in. He's already told you that. But in many times that I've said in the past in different podcasts, not fitting in actually can bring honor to you, in the sense that people look at you and you don't cave. You don't give in to the whims of the office joke pool. You don't give in to certain things. And then when things really matter, who do they call on? They call on you. Let your light shine. Which brings me to what's going on today. The the eclipse is happening today. And I know that there's gonna be a ton of people. There'll be all sorts of things on the news about spirituality things. I've been fascinated how that kinda comes up in the news. You know, like how people will treat this thing as some kind of a spiritual sign or something. That's true, the Bible talks about certain signs and in the heavens and things like that. And I guess, I guess it could be a sign. I think Jesus gave us a a better sign. I think the news outlets pick this kind of stuff up though and run with it, the spiritual aspect, to subtly ridicule spiritual matters. There's a lot of people that will think the eclipse means something spiritually because it is kind of an awe-inducing situation, it doesn't happen very often and so we as humans tend to place something like that an event like that into kind of a different category of non-normal maybe supernatural and then we get all spiritual somehow because we were in the path of totality which you know hundreds of millions of people in the past have been Uh, somehow they've become enlightened somehow and you know whatever And then the the press will pick it up and, you know, we all know that it normally isn't anything supernatural, it's simply a a natural event that doesn't happen very often. And then it can be ridiculed. And then then those who are of faith, who believe in Christ or, or whatever faith, the culture then places those people in the same crazy group as all these other spiritual people who think that there's something to this eclipse thing. It's just this baseline spirit of Antichrist in our in our culture, in our humanness on this planet. But I was thinking about the eclipse in a different way. I was looking at the the map today that shows where the eclipse will be affecting. And it's it's amazing how it's just The complete swath going over the United States from 10 a.m. to about 3 p.m. And isn't it true, we can go day to day and we cannot recognize the very thing that's giving us heat on this planet. I mean, we're talking about heat. The kind of heat that keeps this planet from being an ice ball. That would be our sun. I mean, how many days do you go through your day and you don't actually think about the Sun I mean we know it's there we see shadows I guess but we might not even recognize it's there it's just always there and then leave it to an eclipse event to really get us to appreciate what we have in fact it's pretty cool how the moon's size is perfectly suited to block out the Sun I mean it's the right size Exactly, To block out the sun enough so that we can see the corona of the sun, the solar flares and all of the, what extends beyond the actual physicality of the sun, but all that gaseous stuff, you can see that in a total eclipse. If you have the right, you know, protective eyewear. But we're going to be putting a lot of emphasis on the sun today. Everybody will be. We'll be able to see it differently. It's kind of funny how it rec- it takes something that blocks some of the light for us to appreciate the light. Are you hearing me? As I looked at the map where the shadow is going to cross the United States, I thought, "That's that's that's our state of our nation right now. There is a darkness. There really is a darkness. It's over the whole planet but I live in the United States so I'm aware that there's this darkness here if there wasn't this darkness and I'm referring to all sorts of things the race relations in the United States the political issues if, it, if that kind of stuff wasn't there we would be blissfully ignorant and just going through our life but because we have these situations we have to, we have to face them We have to recognize that they exist in my estimation there is no solution to the darkness without the light and what is the light the light is the word of god it's christ there's no solution without christ this darkness at the very core of it is the spirit of antichrist is the spirit of this world this age The spirit that wants to forget that there's a sun and go blissfully on with your day but sometimes there's a darkness that's so overwhelming that it causes you to have to face the sun that's what's going on today today is a sign remember how he said that not not everything is a sign well you know what it is a sign it is a spiritual sign it might not be the ooh kind of thing that maybe some people think it would be, but to me, it's a sign that the darkness of our age can only be solved by looking to the sun. I'm pretty sure my sister is going down to a location so she can see the totality of the eclipse. That's so cool. I wish I could have done that i've heard that when an eclipse happens and i might have mentioned this before but i'll mention it again you can see the eclipse like the shape of the crescent of the sun on the ground especially if you're walking through an area where there's a lot of light streaming through the trees you wouldn't think it would do this but this is what i've been told i haven't actually seen it myself but in this also kind of increases the spiritual factor of an eclipse. But when the sun is being partially blocked and even completely blocked, the light that does come from the sun, because it'll never be completely blocked, just want you to know this, there is going to be, well, let me, I, I should change that a little bit. Depending on how much activity is happening at the corona of the sun, there might be a time where it's I mean, the sun will be completely blocked, but there, might, there is some residual light making it around the moon, even in the totality band. There is some. It's not like the dead of night with no moon. There will be some. And whatever light is coming, when it streams through the trees, it's a really interesting phenomenon, I'm told is that where the light streams through little pockets between the leaves and all that, and it hits the surface of the the ground, that spot where the light goes through acts like a, I guess, a lens or something. And you see on the ground all these little crescents everywhere. And that can, I mean, it's amazing that that can happen. But it, you know, it inverts the image when it's going through that little section of the leaves or whatever. I think it's the same principle when you want to study the sun. You can make a big board and put a hole in it and hold it up. And the sun's image will be inverted through that hole. And then you can have another board underneath and it shows you the sun. And it's not as bright, and you can actually make out sunspots and things like that. I'm hoping to do that today. So I'm looking at that scripture that I was trying to find before Psalm 11. Let me read it to you Blessed is the man or woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Hey, you know what? I want to doth meditate. (laughs) And if you do that, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. What we do, I'm I'm placing myself right now uh, in thought here, in a new situation, whether it's a new job or new school, or starting your you know college freshman year. Believe it or not, I can I can remember those days. It says, don't go along with the ungodly, but meditate on the law of the Lord. And more so than that, doth meditate on it. Doeth. Doeth it. And you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which to me means you're well fed. You have what you need. You don't rely on others to fill your need, but God has filled your need. The river of life is running into your life and fueling you and prospering you. So you need not do what you think you need to do to fit in. You just need to be honest and upright, godly, God-fearing, obedient, thing the word and being prosperous and being at peace while you're at it because he's feeding you constantly. And so many of us, when we're in a new situation like that, we think our prospering is fitting in so that we don't get a bad name about ourselves or something. Anyone in public office will tell you, you know, you can't you can't operate that way because you're gonna get a bad name from somebody or from some faction of your constituents. You're always going to displease somebody. So might as well do what you know is right if you know that's going to happen anyway. Stick to your guns. Stick to the word of God. And you'll be prosperous. Says It further says, the ungodly are not so. They're not prosperous. But are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. That implies that the godly are not like the chaff blown away. Meaning you stand. You stand for what you know is right. Makes it hard for someone whose personality type is one who just wants to get along. I understand. You really don't want to cause conflict. You really don't want to get people mad at you? I understand. And I guess all I can say to someone like that is our job, in fact our responsibility as Christians, is to tell the truth and not block the truth, but tell the truth while risking all, really. We're risking our the respect that we think other people might be giving us Look, if you're a yes man or a yes woman to whatever the office gossip is and whatever is going on, if you're just a yes man, you think you're getting a lot of respect? You have to stand up for what you believe in and risk being labeled, whatever that label might be. We are to be like Christ, and Christ stood up, and he was labeled and ultimately paid the greatest price but he knew he was going to do that. He was prepared to do that. Are you prepared to pay a price today? Well, I don't know, Rusty. I mean I'm in a situation where I kind of have to tread lightly. Well, I'm not saying be blatantly confrontational. That's not what I'm saying at all. I've worked with people like that and that almost is more of a hindrance to the gospel than just living the gospel. Okay? I'm not saying I'm not saying be a jerk about it. But we have to stand up for what we are saying we believe in. And if I just left it like that, you might think, well, I don't, I don't know if that's really worth it. I, I might lose friends or something. Well, they're not going to be friends for one thing. The friendships you're worried about losing, they wouldn't be friendships not the way I view friends. But let's not forget what God said. He said you'd prosper if you were planted by the stream. So maybe his idea of prospering is different than yours. Could that be? I think we talked about this one or two podcasts ago about what we were shooting for, what our goals in life were, and how we might have the wrong plan. I mean, it makes sense to us, but actually later on down the road when we're more mature, we might realize, you know what, that that really wasn't what I wanted. Talk to people who are really wealthy, and they'll tell you that the money wasn't a solution. Striving for that money doesn't get you to the point where you'd think you'd be. It doesn't plant you by the river. It doesn't give you peace and contentment. We've been sold a bill of goods. If that's what you think the money will do or the or even the prestige or popularity. That doesn't do it. I think really what that, that happiness and prosperity and contentment, it comes from God. It doesn't come from your hand. I need to find the quote that Jim Carrey gave. I, I recently heard somebody repeat it. It was on the order of, I wish everyone could get fame and fortune so they could see how empty it is. If you look at his life, you'd probably recognize, I mean, you probably know his name, Jim Carrey, and obviously he's got fame. How you know his name. I'm sure he's got money. And I'm sure he can do whatever he wants with his life. So, what is prosperity to you? And whatever you say, could it change year to year? I know for me, it was really simple. This is really might seem odd, but when I was younger. I was big into music and collecting CDs and I thought I'd be prosperous if I had a really cool big CD collection. I mean that that was that's how short-sighted I was at that point. I mean I knew I wanted to have children and you know have a marriage and all that, but that was the first thing on my mind is uh, yeah. And I remember the point in my life where I had that and I realized oh that's funny I thought I'd be I, I thought I'd feel more completed and that was the first of many examples of where some attainment I thought would would give me fulfillment but it wasn't prosperous or if it was it was for only for a season it, it, and it fell short I don't want us to find out later in life that, you know, we were seeking the wrong things and they might have been, you know, not evil things necessarily, but they just weren't what God wanted. I wrote a song once called Blind and it was about this guy who was following the ways of the world and realizing that it just wasn't doing it for him and he hit rock bottom and he looked around and there was Jesus. And he he was able to be helped out of that miry pit he found himself in. And it was a process. And finally, he says, you know, if there's something that I could tell you, is that seek the master fully, not just a part. If you want to hear that song, that is on my SoundCloud too, as a matter of fact. So you should check it out. It's called Blind. But seeking the Master for all He is not just a part. I think we're all guilty to some degree of seeking God just enough so that we feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. He wants us to seek Him with our whole heart. That right there is where things really change. I think when you do that and you avoid sitting with a scornful, you delight in the word of the Lord your prosperity, your true prosperity, the one that doesn't change over time, that thing right there can be found. I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for my children. You know, if if I, a human father, want that for my kids, that they be prosperous, they live in health, and all those things, would it make sense that our Heavenly Father wants that for us? That's why he gives us his word. That's why he gives us an eclipse, so we can recognize the sun that gives us the heat and the light. So here we are in this age of darkness, and God has given us a sun. What are you going to do with it? I would say, grab a hold of the light of the word of God and never let go. Hold on to it. Trust that when you hold on to it, you're going to prosper. You're going to be considered wise by those around you. Even if they don't agree with you, you'll still be considered one who is wise. I think that's a great legacy. Rusty James, the one who was wise. I, I, I kind of like that. Now you fill in the blank for your own life. The one who was wise. I'm glad that you're here with me today. I know this went long, but that's okay. Sometimes it does that. I appreciate you listening in. Please share this uh, podcast and what you're getting out of it with your friends. Point them to this, because I believe this makes impacts on lives. You know what I mean? So you stay in that word. You live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you, and let the light of the Lord into your life. Let that light shine through you, exposing the darkness within you so you can get it out, and let that light shine through you to those around you so they can see Christ in present day. And I will see you on the flip.